day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. Okay, boys and girls, I have not made it a secret how I feel about America free market capitalism. I think it's the best system that's been devised in the history of mankind. And America is the land of opportunity. Our entire society is based on the fact that how far you go in life is based 100% on your intelligence and your drive and your motivation. You don't hear that much in the media and popular culture, but this is one of the only countries on the planet that you can start from nothing and end up on top. And if you get to looking into things, you can find examples of men and women from every race every nationality that have come here with literally no money in their pocket. And when they pass away, their children are fighting over millions of dollars of inheritance. It happens all the time. It does not happen to everybody. And there is a little bit of luck involved. But for the most part, if you really focus and you strive and you keep working, you're going to improve yourself. And as Americans, we love to see that. We love to see regular people figure out a way to get ahead and come out on top. Back home, my wife worked for an engineering firm. Uh, The gentleman that owned that company started that business in his garage. And oddly enough, my wife now works for an engineering company that the owner started that business in his basement den. He had two employees and they worked out of his home. Uh, The Toyota dealership that I worked at for years, the owner took out a second mortgage on his home to buy into the franchise. We love seeing that. We love seeing people do good and get ahead up to a point. Because if you become too successful, suddenly you're the man. Everybody talks about Jeff Bezos. He's the richest man on the planet. I heard a comedian say that if you want to know how much money Jeff Bezos has, he just went through a divorce and he is still the richest man on the planet. Uh, but he started Amazon Books out of his garage. It, you know, these companies, even if they're the biggest conglomerate in the world right now, they all started in somebody's garage or their backyard. You know, Walmart started as a mom and pop retail store, and now they're you can't drive twenty miles down the highway without passing one. And of course, everybody hates Walmart, but again, they started as a mom and pop. And their odd relationship with success also extends not just the business world, uh, with famous people. We have a very odd relationship with famous people. Uh, Americas as a whole, we sort of canonize famous people. We sort of put them up on a pedestal. And boy, do we love to see people taken off of that pedestal. And the poster boy for this phenomenon has got to be Jared Fogle. And just in case that name's not familiar to you, Jared Fogle was an extremely overweight man, and he came to prominence because Subway started running his story in their commercials. Apparently, Jared Fogle lost a tremendous amount of weight by walking to Subway and eating veggie sandwiches. Now, all the carbs and crap in the dressing, it was probably not the sandwiches. It was more the fact that he was walking to and from the store. I think he actually said he ate two meals a day there. So I'm sure that it was mostly the exercise, not that gigantic pile of bread that he was eating, just carb loading every day, two times a day. But he did manage to lose a tremendous amount of weight and Subway started using him as their spokesperson. Now, Jared Fogle also had some rather hairy skeletons in his closet. Uh, because if 
several years ago, it was discovered that Jared was into little children. And he was caught in possession of some child pornography, and he actually got sentenced to prison. I believe he is still in prison. I could be wrong about that. Um, I haven't really followed his life very closely. Um, Actually, the pedophilia is probably the reason that he was so heavy in the first place. I was watching an interview when he first was sentenced to prison. One of the guest speakers on this interview was a psychologist, And he was saying that a lot of times people that lean toward pedophilia or something along those lines that they have to repress, a lot of times they will latch on to other addictive behaviors. Uh, He was saying that you see a lot of people that become alcoholics, that become drug addicts, uh, become gambling addicts. And I'm sure sometimes it comes out in a little more healthy ways. They really, really get into a hobby But basically, since they're repressing all these urges, it sort of comes out in other ways. And he was suggesting that probably Mr. Fogle turned to overeating is his way of dealing with these repressed feelings. But it makes you wonder, when Subway came to him and offered to make him the spokesman and they just slid a pile of cash across the table at him, why didn't he say no? He knew that he had this terrible secret in his background. He knew that if that ever came out, he would absolutely be crucified. He would become a pariah. Obviously, he would be facing jail time if this came to light. So I don't know if it was just the money or getting to be on TV or if he just assumed that he would never get caught. For whatever reason, Jared Fogle went from a heartwarming story about somebody triumphing over obesity into a laughing stock, and he's going to be shunned for the rest of his life in this country. And unfortunately, that is not an isolated incident. Uh, with the advent of social media, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all these social media platforms, you've got a lot of people that are becoming internet famous now, and you have a correspondingly large number. Actually, it seems to me that The percentages are a little higher than what you would expect, Uh, but you have a lot of these internet personalities that are getting caught with their hands in the cookie jar as well. There's enough of them that there are actually YouTube channels that their content solely is catching these predators in the act. Now, grant you, there are people on YouTube, they can churn out 10 videos a day on the slightest amount of information. I'm looking at you, Mr. Boss. But for there to be multiple channels that their sole content is catching these guys in the act, there has to be a huge amount of people that don't know how to behave themselves or don't understand the consequences if they find themselves starring in one of these videos. It certainly doesn't seem to slow anybody's role, though. A case in point would be the YouTuber Call Me Carson. Uh, Call Me Carson is a young man named Carson King. Uh, He had at one point over 5 million subscribers. He was a very well-known Minecraft YouTuber. A lot of his videos were playthroughs of Minecraft. Uh, My son was actually familiar with him. I'm sure he saw some of his videos. I don't know if he was one of his subscribers. But Mr. King, when he was 20 and 21 years old, uh, began having interactions on the internet through Twitter and text messages with a few different young ladies. They were 16, 17 years old. 
Now, I would like to point out that I do draw a pretty big distinction between a 20-year-old talking to a 17-year-old and somebody in their 30s or 40s talking to a 14-year-old. You're edging up to the line of what is probably legal and not legal at that point. But also, if you're talking to someone that is close enough in age of you that you could have went to high school together, I view that completely differently. In his position where he stands to lose a great deal of revenue and a budding career, he probably should have stayed away from it. But I really don't want to be too judgmental about this, but I've seen pictures of Carson King and I get the impression that he probably did not do fantastic with the ladies in high school. And the notoriety of his successful channel and the money that he was making probably opened doors for him that he was not used to having opened. He still should have been more careful. I'm not defending him and I'm not saying it's right. Uh, I do want to say that of the examples I have here, his is by far the least egregious. But it just really sets the tone of what's to come later. But in the wake of these allegations coming out and being made public, uh, Mr. Carson has lost a tremendous amount of his subscribers. A lot of his colleagues that he would produce videos with have distanced themselves from him. He has shut down a merchandise store, an online store that he had, and his subscriber count is down to about half. Uh, Mr. King has kept a very low profile. He has avoided any kind of public appearances since these allegations have come to light. And I feel pretty certain that his internet career is slowly going to dwindle and fade away. And it's a shame. Again, I don't really feel like Mr. King did anything egregious, uh, but he definitely shot himself in the foot. And the poor guy's going to spend the rest of his life wondering how far he could have went if he had not done anything so stupid. But again, he is far from the only stupid person out there. Uh, there is another YouTube channel. It's called EDP445. Um, I'll let you look up what EDP stands for if you'd like. It's rather juvenile. It's the kind of thing a middle schooler would come up and think is clever. Uh, but EDP445 is a man in his 30s named Bryant Moreland. He started his YouTube channel in 2010, and he had actually gotten up to 2 million subscribers. Most of his videos were uh, him doing angry rants, uh, commentary about other YouTubers, Things like that. It's really not the type of video that I ever watch, so I have never seen any of Mr. Moreland's videos other than what I have seen clips of in relation to this particular story. Uh, Mr. Moreland is also a very proud Eagles fan, which should tell you right off the bat that he's more than a little unhinged. But there had been some rumors floating around about Mr. Moreland and his involvement with underage girls. And Mr. Moreland became involved, again, over the internet uh, via text messages and Twitter, things like that, with someone that he believed to be 13 years old, uh, even going so far as to send nudes of himself to this individual. It uh, turned out the individual is not 13. Uh, the individual was pretending to be 13. I don't even know if it was actually a female or if it was a guy pretending to be the 13-year-old girl. But it was actually a part of one of the predator hunting channels that I mentioned earlier. Now, Mr. Moreland actually agreed to meet with this young lady. And when he arrived at the place where the date was supposed to happen, it was a to catch a predator style ambush. Uh, the people that were running the channel had 
copies of the text messages and the pictures that he'd sent, proof that he thought he was meeting a 13-year-old girl. Now, Mr. Moreland is not going to be charged with any crimes in relation to this. Uh, Probably not, at any rate, uh, because the evidence that this predator hunting channel has against Mr. Moreland is certainly not going to be eligible to be used in a court of law. Uh, So basically, this channel did expose him, but also inadvertently made it to where he's going to skate on this. The video of the confrontation is still on YouTube, and if you watch it, Mr. Moreland very clearly and freely admits that he was there to meet with a 13-year-old girl, and he knew that it was a felony. He basically copped to everything that he was doing wrong, uh, but because of the way that was handled, instead of going to the authorities, people tried to uh, go vigilante. He is going to walk away from this free and clear. Now, maybe he'll straighten up just out of caution, if nothing else. But most of the time, these guys do screw up again and get back in trouble. But for this particular instance, he is not going to face any charges. Uh, EDP-445 has actually put out a video saying that he is back and he is going to start a website. I'm not sure what his subscriber count is down to. I can't imagine any of his new stuff gaining any traction. In the I'm Back video, he's says a couple of times, I'm not a pedophile, I'm no pedophile, and that is technically correct. A lot of people misunderstand what the term pedophile means. If you're going after a 15-year-old, that's creepy and it's a felony, but that's not pedophilia. Pedophilia specifically refers to people that are sexually attracted to prepubescent children. A 15-year-old is not going to fall into that category. Pedophiles like children, like grade school age kids. So he is 100% correct. He is not a pedophile. Uh, That does not mean he's not guilty of a crime and should be punished. But hey, if you want to, by all means, check out his new website. I'm sure it's going to be some groundbreaking entertainment there. All right, I've saved the best for last, and since we mentioned To Catch a Predator a little earlier, uh, this particular example actually involves Chris Hansen. Now, I'm sure everyone is familiar with Chris Hansen's show To Catch a Predator. Basically, he would do sting operations to lure pedophiles into meeting what they thought was an underage child, and then they would be confronted. And these individuals actually did face charges because the show would work with law enforcement agencies while they're collecting the, the evidence and having the conversations with the person. Uh, but his show was taken off the air. Uh, I never watched it, but apparently it was very, very popular. One of the people that they confronted during the confrontation pulled a pistol out of his pocket and actually committed suicide right there on the spot. Uh NBC dropped the show after that. Uh, Again, I don't, you know, Chris Hansen nor the show really did anything, but I kind of feel like, you know, you're, you're sort of lowering the boom on these people and they're facing spending the rest of their life in prison. Something like that was bound to happen eventually. But Chris Hansen now has a YouTube video basically doing something similar to what he was doing. He does not have the resources of NBC behind him, so I'm sure it's smaller scale. Uh, But he does have a YouTube channel that is devoted to tracking down child molesters. Which brings us to a YouTuber named Onision. Now, Onision is a young man named Gregory Jackson. Uh, He had millions of subscribers over several channels. 
I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos, uh, but most of the YouTube videos, when I watch them, it, I'm not impressed by them, but I understand I am not the target demographic. These are for younger children, you know, college age people, but just not intended for me. And I just kind of go on. I have watched some of Unision's videos and it's the kind of stuff where I'm watching. And I'm thinking this is garbage. Who would like this? Uh, but he definitely found an audience. He had a lot of subscribers. He actually had a video titled The Banana Song featured on Tosh.0. That particular video had over 77 million views. Uh, if you'd like to watch it, I'm sure you can still find it on YouTube. And that will show you the the level of creativity that Onision put into his videos. Now, at the beginning of the story that has caused Onision so much trouble, he was in his 30s. Uh, he's also married to a woman named Kai Avaro. Uh, she used to be called Lainey. I don't know if Lainey is her real name or if Kai is her real name or if they're both stage aliases. But in 2014, uh, Miss Avaro befriended a 14-year-old girl named Sarah. Now, by the time 2016 rolled around, Jackson and Avaro had somehow gained legal guardianship of this young woman, and she moved into the house with them. I didn't see any details as to why or how they managed to become the legal guardians of this young woman, uh, but her moving into the house was not illegal. Again, they had legal guardianship. In 2018, when Sarah turned 18, Jackson and Miss Avaro started a physical relationship with her. Now, she was 18 at the time, so you're thinking, what's the big deal? Uh, the problem is that when they befriended her at such a young age and actually moved her into the house, that brings them up for the possibility of grooming, which is where you befriend a very young person, you gain their trust with the intention of the relationship turning sexual at a later date. Now, as details of this very unusual set of circumstances started to come out, there was a lot of public backlash toward Avro, Jackson, and Onision's channel. Sarah moved out of the house at one point, and Onision stated it was because of all the drama that was coming from the backlash. Uh, she did move back in for a short period of time, but then she was kicked out of the house again, and it was after Sarah was kicked out of the house for the second time that she contacted Chris Hansen and started giving him details of some very bizarre things that went on in the house. Sarah said that Jackson was extremely domineering. And at one point, apparently, Sarah smoked some weed and Jackson does not approve of that. The things that he was telling her she had to do to get back in his good graces are bizarre, to say the least. Um, he was pushing her to get a tattoo that said, I'm a liar. Uh, she said that he told her that she should be chained to the wall for a week with a sign around her neck saying that she is a liar. And just some very bizarre things that were going on. Uh, Sarah also alleges that Miss Avaro began pushing for a physical relationship when she was still 17. Now, once Chris Hansen is involved in this story and starts paying attention to Onision and the goings-on there and running an investigation, obviously things took a downturn for Onision and his channel. His subscribers have been leaving him in droves. YouTube deleted his main channel. Patreon, which if you're not familiar with Patreon, basically is a website where fans of a show can sponsor the show. They can monetarily support a channel 
Well, Onision's channel was frozen, which cut out a lot of his income. He started posting very odd videos. A lot of people think that he was having a mental breakdown because of all the stress from the investigation and the hardship he was running into on his channel. I have seen a couple of them. Onision is not a very good actor. I think he is trying to make people think that he's having a mental breakdown, but he's not very good at pulling it off. Again, I don't mean to sound cynical. Watch them for yourselves. It's hard not to laugh at the way he's acting. It's not really somebody that's going through a struggle. I'm sure he's not happy about the turn. Uh, Onision strikes me as almost sociopathic. I don't think he really feels a lot of emotions toward what's went on and what's going on now. Uh, but again, watch the videos for yourselves. They're they're good for a laugh, if nothing else. Onision has also made it public that his wife, Miss Avaro, is filing for divorce. And the Chris Hansen investigation may or may not lead to actual criminal charges. So Onision has stepped in it and he's dealing with the backlash as we speak and he is not handling it very well. Again, watch the videos and see for yourself. But again, it, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, if you're involved in this stuff, why are you putting your face out there on the internet every day when absolutely this kind of backlash can very easily happen? I mean, Mr. Moreland had been building his channel up for 10 years and it's all gone now because he just couldn't resist talking to a 13-year-old. And it's not like the world isn't full of 19-year-old women. I mean, Somebody in their 30s going after a 19-year-old is creepy, and it's weird, but it's not illegal. And some of these people, I'm sure, were just like like the reason I started doing this podcast. I just thought it would be something fun, a, a good hobby to get into, but they never really expected it to go anywhere. And then they find themselves in a situation where their channels are gaining some traction, they're getting some subscribers, and then it turns into they're making money off their channel and they don't want to give up that income, but they don't want to give up their behavior either. At that point, it's just really a matter of time. It's This information is going to come out. There are people that devote their entire lives to taking people down. They, they want to see somebody that's gotten a little bit of fame, a little bit of notoriety, and they want to see them pay for whatever crimes they've committed. And And these people need to factor that in. Everybody's chasing fame. But they only focus on all the good things. Oh, I'm going to have a lot of money, and I'm going to be doing something that I enjoy doing, but I'm going to make a fortune at it, and everybody's going to know who I am. But they never stop and think about the fact that there are going to be people out there that want to see them burn. And for all those people out there seeking internet fame, I have some simple advice for you. And most of the problems in life do have simple solutions. Uh, most of the time, we don't want to pursue them, but usually a simple answer is there if you'll just take it. And my advice is this, either stay off of the internet or stay off of the 15-year-olds. It's a pretty simple equation. All right, guys, that's about all I've got for you today. I appreciate you sitting with me once again. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, you can leave me a comment on my Facebook page, the Fresh Frozen Southerner Facebook page. Or you can send me an email at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com. All right, guys, I hope you have a good rest of the week. Uh, this show, the idea for this show was actually given to me by my son, so he's going to be excited that I finally got around to doing that as a topic. All right, guys, have a good rest of the week, and I will talk to you on Friday. See you soon.